Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is April 18th, it's 2019, and we have four early games and six games on the main slate to talk about here on today's show. I'm joined by my good buddy, longtime friend, OG RG, um, Notorious, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, doing really well. To be honest, life couldn't be much better right now. Tiger won the Masters, which was amazing. Uh, DFS has been going good. The weather in Utah is finally starting to warm up just a little bit. And uh, we have a bunch of different sports going on, so uh, it's pretty good over here. Yeah, you know, if you like sports, like this is the time of the year that is usually uh, really good. So, um, yeah, what's funny is like we, we were texting and um, I just kept sending you people taking their pants off. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was my whole weekend. Yeah, you know, it's always fun, right? Oh, man, it was the best uh, day I'll never forget, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm ready to get into this slate. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. You go to the Rotor Grinders main page right there on the left. There's reviews for every site that we talk about here each and every day. If you use the promo code grinders, that way you guys get access to any cool promos that we run with them. Plus, you get a three-month subscription to the fantasy draft premium content, which is a $90 value. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you sign up through the links and uh, check them out. Bunch of stuff going on over there right now. Derek, let's get into it. We're going to start with the four-game early slate, Arizona at Atlanta. Luke Weaver against Mike Sorica. Um, any interest here in either one of these young guys? I uh, have a little bit of interest in uh, Sorica. Um, I'm glad you said his name first because I would have said Soroka. Um, but, yeah, really good numbers in the minors, one of the – uh, Braves top pitching prospects. If you look at his uh, last full season at AAA, 1.70 FIP um, with a 30% strikeout rate. We know the Diamondbacks aren't very good against right-handed pitching this season. Uh, if you look at their projected lineup, it has a XWOBA but under 300. Uh, you know, combined when you look at all their hitters and combine them together with the strikeout rate of 22%. So I certainly think you could look at him. Uh, as for Weaver, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, looked good two years ago and, you know, struggled all last year, hasn't really looked uh, very good out of the gate. So I'll probably be avoiding him for now and then, uh, you know, maybe take a few shots on uh, Soroka. 
Yeah, the, the local kid, man. Luke Weaver is a local kid um, from, from my town. So, um, yeah, he's, he's struggling right now. He's really, really struggling with his hard hit rates, and he's really struggling to make lefties miss the bats. Um, so I, I think, like, when you're looking at this matchup, I, I don't think it's the worst matchup in the world for him, but I, I do like the Atlanta bats. They burned me yesterday. They'll burn me again today probably. But I, I do like Sorka. Like you said, he's a top pitching prospect. He has really good movement on his fastball. Um, like it, it has like a downward, downward movement. So he's a guy that, even though he doesn't technically throw really hard compared to like today's standards, he's a guy that can rack up some strikeouts. Um, any Arizona bats that you like here? Not a ton. You can maybe look at uh, David Peralta. Pretty high ISO against right-handed pitching. Not the best ballpark for hitters uh, overall, but slightly better for lefties. So I don't hate him as a one-off, but probably not going to be uh, forcing any of these guys into my lineups. Yeah, Peralta really the only guy um, that I have any interest in when I'm looking at this matchup. I, I do think like Walker's a little interesting just because of how he started the season. He, you know, he started the season really hot. I, I think he's okay, but I don't think this is the right matchup. Um, I like the Atlanta stack. I, I I liked them a lot yesterday. They kind of burned me. I'm going to go right back to the well here. I, I think Atlanta is one of my favorite stacks on this four-game early slate. Yeah, right there with you. Uh, I'm curious to see what the line and total of this game is going to be. Uh, but definitely like the lefties against Weaver. You mentioned his struggles against left-handed hitters. So you look at Albies, uh, Freeman, and Marcakis, and then if you want to mix in Donaldson and Acuna, certainly don't mind that. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday a lot. Donaldson's like exit velocity and hard hit rates are like top five in baseball right now, so I, I don't mind him. San Francisco at Washington. Drew Pomerantz against Patrick Corbin. Eight total here. Um, any interest in Drew, Drew Pomerantz? Yeah, that's a no for me. I think uh, he's kind of struggled against lefties and righties over the last couple of seasons. He's looked better uh, in his three starts this season. Uh, the strikeout rates up, the ground ball rates up, but uh, nothing really that stands out in his numbers. Uh, he's a huge underdog on the road against the Nationals, who have some big right-handed bats in their lineup. So I will pass on Pomeranz. It's going to be a hard pass for me as well. Um, I won't like. I don't mind maybe taking some lefties uh, against Washington this season, but uh, Drew Pomeranz not one of those guys. Yeah. Um, the other side of this game, I, I think Patrick Corbin's probably going to be the chalk on the early slate, the four game early slate. I think that he's going to be pretty popular, right? Like we can expect pretty high ownership for him here. Yeah, I think he's pretty clearly the SP1. Um, you know, had that great season last year with the Diamondbacks. Now he gets a better home park now that he plays for the Nationals. Uh, 32% K rate this season. Does give up a lot of hard contact, but uh, we're willing to live with that, especially in this ballpark uh, when he's striking out batters at a high rate. He also has very good control, uh, which is nice to see. And, you know, the Giants, their offense is just uh, not very good, especially against lefties. Uh, average 23% K rate uh, in their projected lineup for today. Uh, let's talk bats here. Is there anything for the Giants that you want to play? Uh, there is not. You know, I don't mind looking at Duggar or Belt uh, when they're facing a right-handed uh, pitcher. But uh, for the most part, I just avoid the Giants anytime they're facing a lefty. You can always look at Posey uh, as a one-off on DraftKings where you do have to play a catcher. But that's pretty much it for me. What's interesting, right, is like Duggar has been an excellent source of value for the last couple of days. Like I've used him in cash both of the last two days, and it's really paid off. And now you just jump right off because you don't want him in this matchup. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> right? That, of course. Um, Washington side of things, like Anthony Rendon, off to an incredible start to the season, and he gets a lefty here. He's one of my top bats that I want to try to get in here. Yeah, he has been on fire. Um, certainly want to play him. If you look at Pomeranz since the start of last season, 370 expo, but allowed. Uh, gives up a lot of hard contact as well. 1.86 home run per nine to righties. Uh, so love the Rendon call. Do think he'll probably be popular. Uh, Zimmerman's a guy that I would look to play as well. Uh, and then Dozier's a pretty cheap option. 2300 on FanDuel, 3600 on DraftKings. And uh, if you do need a catching option on uh, DK, John Gomes at 3600 uh, is pretty interesting as well. Yep, does gonna. I was gonna mention Gomes as well, so I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, if Robles like maybe they give Eaton a day off and Robles like draws like a top three lineups position, like he would be really interesting here if um, he got a better lineup spot. So you just got to kind of pay attention to that when the lineups come out. Um, Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, Ivan Nova, Daniel Norris. Um, any interest here in Ivan Nova? Uh, no interest. For me, um, although the matchup does set up pretty well for him, uh, it, it requires a very specific matchup for me to have uh, any interest in him. He's very good against uh, righties, very bad against lefties. We'll be facing, you know, six or seven righties against the Tigers. Uh, there is some strikeout upside here, but uh, pitching on the road, I just don't think I can do it. Yeah, it, it really would be a lineup thing if they do have a lot of righties. Um, but, like, if Goodrum, Stewart, and Candelario are right there in the heart of the order, like it's it's probably a fade spot for me because you have to like consider like Castellanos really really good and Miguel Cabrera, even though he doesn't have like this massive power that he used to, like he still doesn't strike out a ton either. So for me, it's probably going to be a pass on Nova. Um, any interest here in Daniel Norris? Um, give me one. Why don't you talk about it first? Because I was showing as uh, Ross getting the start. So go ahead. It is gonna. Is it gonna be Ross? Is it gonna be Norris? I don't know. RG has Daniel Norris, and DraftKings has Tyson Ross. So let's. I'm gonna pull up um at bat really quick and see what at bat has. We'll go off of that. So they have Tyson Ross as well. So let's go off of Tyson Ross. Um. Any interest in Tyson Russ? <laughs> um, well, I don't hate him uh, in this spot. You know, the White Sox, they do strike out at a high right against right-handed pitching. They don't really have a ton of lefties. Uh, they have Garcia, Alonzo, Moncada, and that's pretty much it. Um, Ross, very good against right-handed hitters, so I don't hate him in the spot. He's pitching at home. Uh, hopefully, he can get some run support. Uh, if you're looking for a cheap SP2 on DraftKings, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate him as well. Um, I, I do think on this early slate that I'm probably going to pay up at pitcher, but I could see playing Tyson Ross because there is strikeout upside anytime you face the White Sox. So I, I get why we would why we would take a shot on Tyson Ross here. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats? Yeah, so as I just mentioned, Ross uh, really struggles against lefties. 350x will allowed 1.14 home run per nine. Since the start of last season, so uh, I don't mind Alonzo. He's been swinging a hot bat the last couple of days. And then Moncada, uh, always a guy that I look to, really high fly ball rate. So I like him against high ground ball pitchers like Tyson Ross. Um, and he gives you some stolen base upside as well. Yeah, those are the two guys that I had written down as well. Alonzo, um, I've been talking about him for the last few days. You know, you you always see like exit velocity and stuff like pointing towards somebody like in just about to break out. And like we've jumped on him and kind of been ahead of that. 
Um, Ivan Nova, you know, Detroit bats. Like I like the three that I mentioned that I would stay away from Nova because you know, Goodrum, Stewart and Candelario, they're, they're pretty cheap across the industry. I think they're in a really good spot here against Nova. Yeah. Those are the three that I would look to as well. Um, all three of them have an ISO of at least 185 against uh, right-handed pitching. Nova's a guy that really struggles for his lefties. So uh, I agree with you on those three. Yeah. Just looking at it, you know, those guys are really cheap. Um, so I, I could definitely see playing probably two of those guys. Toronto at Minnesota. We got Clay Buckholtz back in the building um, against Michael Pineda. Like blast from the past game here. Um, <laughs> any interest in Clay Buckholtz? Yeah, it's like a rematch of uh, old Red Sox-Yankees game. Um, hey, listen, do we know if he's going to have some pine tar on his elbow or something? <laughs> because I'll play him then. Yeah, I mean, he ha Pineda hasn't looked bad. Uh, 3.49 Sierra, 26% K rate, 3% uh, walk rate. So he hasn't looked terrible. Uh, really high fly ball rate and uh, facing a Blue Jays team that has some power but also has some strikeouts in their lineup. So uh, I don't hate him as uh, an SP2 in this slate. I do think Corbin's going to be my go-to guy uh, for SP1, but I don't hate the spot for Pineda. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, honestly, I, I think he's okay here. I, the best thing about this spot for him is he throws a slider a ton, and Toronto is not good against sliders. So, like that's that, been, that, that's been a that? point of yours uh, on this pod for years. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know, it's pretty much the same guys. You know, um, you know, they they've moved some guys around, but everybody they they've picked up still struggles against sliders. <laughs> like. I think the highest guy is Brandon Dury has a um, a decent like numbers against sliders and like it, or yeah it's not even that good so um, tells tells is putting it to the test even though it's very small so we'll have to see but yeah I don't mind Michael Pineda as an SP two if you're not playing Sorica um, those are probably going to be the three pitchers that I look at on this early slate you know I think like you said Tyson Ross is okay. Um, on the other side of this game, Clay Buckholtz, you know, he's kind of taken the Wade Miley approach and he's just throwing this like 85 mile an hour cutter and teams that struggle against cutters, he gets a lot of ground balls and, you know, he, he goes out and he's okay. But the thing is today, Derek, uh, the Minnesota Twins don't struggle with cutters. That's good news because uh, I was planning on using quite a few of their bats. Uh, Buckles, really low strikeout rate this season. I know it's only one start, but uh, yeah, the velocity's down, like you mentioned, uh, throwing that uh, 85 mile per hour pitch. Uh, I'm not worried about it. And speaking of Wade Miley, he's a guy that I've lost way too much money stacking against over the last few seasons. Um, John Lesser's another guy. Uh, but anyway, we can uh, move on. No Buckles. You can't stack against Wade Miley anymore. Like he wow. just he just throws this cutter like down in the zone and just it generates a ton of ground balls. Like it's insane. It's it's crazy. But I've learned um, my lesson. I don't do it. Anymore, I, I know. But... Like I was I was in the same boat last year, and like I did a deep dive on like he just completely changed how he approaches pitching. So can't stack against him anymore. But I do like the Minnesota stack. They're one of my favorite stacks. Is there anybody on the Toronto side? Uh, I mean, you can always look at, you know, Smoke and Telez, you know, as a one-off. They both have really high isos against right-handed pitching. Uh, but I don't think I would be forcing them into my lineup, especially, you know, if I'm playing Pineda, then I don't really want to play any hitters against them. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yeah, most of us don't do it properly. 
Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. Son sensitive sonic vibrations gentle enough on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrush toothbrushes are too abrasive. Brushes are brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars. Three out of four of us us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association that has thousands of verified five stars reviews. I love Quip because of the pulse. I, I'm not a person that is very good with the two minutes of you're supposed to brush your teeth every day. So every 30 seconds when it when it pulses and I'm supposed to switch, um, that's one of my favorite things about Quip. And um, that's you know why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dentists professionals quip starts at just 25 dollars. if you go to get quip.com slash rotogrinders right now you get your first refill pack for free with a quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash rotogrinders we move on to the main slate here fandle did include the 630 game so we're going to talk about it uh DraftKings did not Homer Bailey, Domingo Herman, nine total. Royals against Yankees. Um, any interest here in Homer Bailey? Uh, no interest in Homer Bailey. You know, his numbers have looked a lot better this season. ZRA uh, is high, but his Sierra 3.58, 30% K rate. I just don't think that's sustainable for a guy that we've been picking on for years and years. Uh, swinging strike rate is up, but the velocity is about the same. And Still giving up a lot of hard contact, so I think that's going to be trouble uh, for a matchup against the Yankees. So, you know, kind of what we were just talking about with Wade Miley, like you always want to dig into why he's doing so well. And the thing with Homer Bailey that he's doing so well is he's just using his splitter a ton. So, like, he used it like 3% last season, and he's pushing like 21 22% this season. So just something to kind of notice. It's such a small sample that we don't know if this is going to be a thing or not. But his numbers are down to lefties because he's using his splitter 27% of the time against lefties. So just a note that I had wanted to pass it along uh, to the listeners. The other side of this game, Herman, any interest here? A uh, little bit of interest. You know, the Royals are a team that uh, I like to play. Uh, I like a lot of their young bats. But at the same time, you know, Herman uh, does have high strikeout rate, uh, really low hard contact rate this season, which is nice to see. Uh, good velocity, good swinging strike rate. So I do have some interest there. Um, but it's only in the all-day slate, you said? Or is it in FanDuel's main slate? FanDuel has it on their um, main slate. So I don't mind him as a as a tournament play. Yeah, I don't mind him as an SP1 over there. His strikeout upside is certainly high enough where you can play him over there for sure. Um, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Royals' bats? Yeah, pretty much have interest in Mondesi uh, every night. Uh, I just keep playing him. Uh, pretty good power against right-handed pitching. Also, you know, one of the highest stolen base, uh, you know, projections of any player uh, this season. Uh, we have Alex Gordon, who's been swinging a hot bat to start the season. Ryan O'Hearn's always a guy that seems underpriced on uh, both sides. 3,300 on Fandle, 3,800 on DraftKings if you're playing the all-day slate over there. So uh, I don't mind those three, uh, especially with the short porch in right field, but not sure I'll be forcing uh, any of them into my lineups. What's crazy is um, Domingo Herman is actually the highest-priced pitcher on the FanDuel slate. So 
Um, that's always interesting. But yeah, like I don't mind some Royals, but like I don't love this spot. Like I'm actually kind of glad this game was left off of the DK main slate for what it's worth. Um, Yankees bats. Like, what are we looking at here with the Yankees? Uh, did Ford end up getting the start yesterday? He did not. I was so shocked um, that he did not play. So hopefully, uh, you know, he'll get the start today. Um, really cheap across the industry. At least he was like min salary. Um, let me see. I don't have him. Uh, I don't have him in projected lineup. But if he does get in there, he's two K on Fanduel, and that's yeah. the site that has the game. So. Yeah, so if he's uh, in the lineup, I'll certainly be taking some shots on him. And then Homer Bailey, obviously, he's just given up a ton of home runs throughout his career. Uh, so I don't mind Judge, Voigt, uh, Torres, pretty much anyone in the Yankees lineup. Don't mind a stack as well. Um, there aren't a lot of good pitching options to pay up for, so we can certainly pay up for bats in the slate on FanDuel. Uh, so, yeah, I like the Yankees quite a bit. Yep, certainly don't mind them. Um, you know, when we're looking at the slate, you know, the, the Rockies game is going to be very popular, so – don't mind looking at Yankee Stadium um, on FanDuel to get some exposure off of that Coors game. Uh, Baltimore at Tampa. We have Andrew Kashner against who knows? Um, Hunter Wood. Yeah, Hunter yeah. Wood, but isn't he's he, a, he? He's an opener. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be Yarbrough. Um, for what it's worth, that's who, if I had to guess, he, he pitched six days ago. So I would think he'd be the guy that's going to get, um, the work here, but obviously I have no idea. Um, let's just go with, um, Baltimore first. Any interest in Andrew Kashner? Uh, no interest in Kashner. The Rays are an offense that I've just been stacking, uh, quite often. I stacked them again tonight, uh, worked out pretty well. Uh, the three, four, five hitters all hit home runs, so that worked out uh, pretty nicely. Kashner's a guy that has more walks and strikeouts this season. Um, pretty high hard contact rate, so no interest there. And then on the other side, you know, I was pretty mad that uh, the Rays didn't tell us who was going to be the long reliever. I thought it was going to be Chirinos, but then they said, you know, maybe he's going to start fr- uh, Thursday's game or Friday's game. Uh, so I was a little bummed because I wanted to use him, and then uh, he ended up coming in and having a really good outing against the Orioles. So uh just keep an eye out whoever the long reliever is i'll certainly have some interest yeah it's it's likely gonna be yarbrough from what i'm reading i just pulled up um the dude from tampa times that does an awesome job about like relying this information and like the only issues that i have with ryan yarbrough this season is he hasn't thrown more than 57 pitches in these long relief outings so that's the only concern that i have he hasn't been working as as long as some of the other guys so um Man, I don't know if I could do it here. It is Baltimore, and there's a ton of upside, but I don't think I can do it. I don't know. This slate is so ugly pitching-wise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 7,400 on DraftKings. If he gives you – if he can give you four innings, um, I do think, you know, he'll be in line for the win. And then, you know, obviously it just comes down to strikeouts, which is pretty good against the Orioles. But, yeah, and certainly not a core play for me, but I do think he has pretty safe floor um, just given – compared to some of the other options I get. I might just play him because he's facing Baltimore and there, there's not a lot of pitchers on the slate. Like, let, let's just be realistic for a second. And when we're looking at this slate overall, like there's just not a ton of options. So that's why we're, we're spending so much time on him. But um, Baltimore bats, is there anything that you'd like to play here for Baltimore? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, if it does end up being Yarborough coming, you know, in as the longer lever, then you can maybe look at VR, uh, as a one-off, you know, Mancini's a guy that has a verse split. So don't like taking him against lefties and, uh, yeah, just not a lot to like for me. 
<laughs> yeah, it's tough. The one that, the one guy that stands out to me, and I, I said this yesterday as just kind of a mental note, um, is Dwight Smith Jr. He's hitting left-handed pitching really well. Um, just something that I noticed in my research. So if you want to take a shot on one guy, I think he'd be the guy that I'd take a shot on. But again, if I think Yarbrough is in play here just because there's not a lot of options. Um, Tampa against Kashner. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're with me here. We're going to load up on some of these Tampa bets. Yes. Uh, they've had some massive implied run totals, uh, this season, especially even at home. I mean, they had like 5.7, uh, implied run total last night. I ended up uh, hitting that pretty easily. Kashner's a guy that struggles against lefties and righties. Uh, love Meadows, Choi, Low, and then you can uh, complete the stack with the right-handed bats of Pham and Diaz. Uh, even throw Garrett Garcia in the mix. Uh, he's been swinging a hot bat. So the Rays, one of my favorite offenses uh, outside of course Field for sure. Yep, uh, certainly like the Rays on DraftKings as a way to pivot off of uh, cores or, or play some of the potentially cheaper Rays, you know, with the pitching the way it is on the slate, you're going to be able to play whatever you want. But don't forget about Yandy Diaz. Like, this guy is hitting the ball really, really well and kind of keeps flying under the radar. And, um, you know, Troy is a guy that continues to be cheap when the pricing everywhere else is just so high. So um, don't forget about those guys. You don't necessarily have to get in Fam and Meadows. They're going to be lower owned on this slate because people are going to be paying up for cores. Um, so if you want to play them, I have no issues with that at all. I was just saying. Um, all right. Dodgers at Milwaukee taking on the Brewers. Julio Arias against Zach Davies. Um, any interest here in Julio Arias? Uh, maybe a little bit. You know, he threw 87 pitches his last time out. I typically try to avoid uh, pitchers against the Dodgers and the Brewers, uh, to be honest. But uh, Milwaukee, they do have a lot of power in their lineup. But this is a game that is, yeah, I don't know. I take it back. I don't want any pitcher from this game. Yeah, you don't want like Urias just kind of got beat up by this team when they played in in LA. Like now we're going like this massive ballpark shift to Milwaukee. And as much as I think Urias is a talented young pitcher, I think this is a terrible spot for him. The Brewers can go really right-handed heavy, um, and even like the lefties that'd be in there, Mustakas and Yelich, are just good all-around hitters. So it's a spot that I think I'll stay away from um, Urias. Uh, any interest in Davies? No. Yeah, no interest in Davies for me as well. Um, I tried with Urias. It didn't work, so uh, I'll just say no for Davies. You can at least say, like, you're, like um, Davies has a high ground ball rate to righties. Like, is that the only thing that, like, you know, we can point out? Um, like the Dodgers lefties here, obviously they're in a good spot here against Davies. 344 Woba against lefties with a with a really with a low um you know strikeout to walk ratio so this is a spot that like these guys could get on and there could be runners on so i i like the dodgers lefties here yeah love the dodgers lefties that was a good uh call by you uh saying davies high ground ball rate 55 percent against righties only 39 percent against lefties uh so love all the lefties here and then if you want to include a righty i don't mind justin turner extreme uh fly ball rate against right-handed pitching so he's a guy that might be able to negate that uh, high ground ball rate a little bit. Yeah, Pollock's still pretty cheap, too, at 4K. So if you want to play him, I have no issues with that. Um, the Brewers' bats here. Is is um, Jesus Aguilar ever going to get going? I don't know. He's cheap. Uh, I'll keep playing him. <laughs> like, you, know, you just keep clicking that button. One of these days, <laughs> gonna, he's going to have a big game, right? Like, uh, just keep clicking uh... that green button. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. Uh, certainly not a, a must play or anything like that. I would definitely play Choi over him uh, at a hundred dollar discount on DraftKings. But uh, I do like the other righties in this lineup. Lorenzo Cain's a guy that never uh, really strikes out. Ten percent K rate against Southpaws. Brian Brown's going to be fifty and still mashing left-handed pitching. Uh, <laughs> so I love him. And then Grandal, you know, is a guy that we typically used to just target against righties, but he's been uh, much better against lefties, uh, you know, over the last year of play or so so i like uh, all those guys quite a bit this could be a great spot for them to give grandall a day off so we'll see if he's in the lineup like it could be um pina or or one of those other guys um so just pay attention to that song um all right let's talk course field we got zach eflin against kyle freeland um philadelphia at colorado no interest in these pitchers right yeah, it's funny. You know, I write the grind down every single day, and course field games are my least favorite to break down. I basically say the same thing every single day. Uh, avoid the pitchers, and you can play whatever bats you want. Uh, there's really not much more you can say. Uh, I just don't play pitchers in this ballpark. Yep. Um, and, and, like, Kyle Freeland's always a guy you can play when they're on the road, but he's a tough ask anytime you're playing in cores. Uh, Philly's bats, what are we looking at here for Philadelphia? Yeah, so Freeland's been pretty tough on righties. 314 x allowed, 47% ground ball rate, but that pretty much goes out the window in cores. So uh, like all the righties, uh, certainly don't mind including Harper in your stacks. He's not a guy that I would go out of my way to pay up for in a single lineup uh, you know, type of build, but I do like all the righties quite a bit. Yeah, and like Kyle Freeland, even though like he was really good last year, even if you go back and you look at like his splits, like he still has road road home splits. Um, so I I think this is a spot you can look at. You know, pretty much anybody for Philly, Hoskins, you know, Kingery just out of nowhere is mashing the baseball. So like we have to play him, right? Like the guy is just crazy good right now. But um, that was obviously I guess it wasn't technically a joke. It was a little bit of a joke, but it was kind of like he actually is hitting the ball well. But yeah, McCutcheon, Kingery, Hoskins, Romuto, Harper. Um, Franco is really interesting. Well, it'd be interesting to see what type of ownership that he gets batting eighth. I know it's course field and it doesn't matter, but it'd be interesting to see what his ownership is compared to some of these other guys. Um, because he's still really, really expensive, and I don't know a lot of people will pay up for him batting that far down the lineup yeah i definitely think it's a good way to get uh low owned plays uh, in this game for sure um the colorado side of things like the lefties are the guys you typically want to attack efflin with um but there's just not a lot of lefties in this lineup like what are we doing here with the rockies yeah, for me, when it comes to course field, if you can get the ball in the air, that's really all I care about. Uh, make contact, get the ball in the air. And uh, Eflin does have a pretty high fly ball rate, so I don't mind targeting left or right-handed hitters. Uh, Blackman's obviously going to be my favorite. Uh, he is the one lefty that you can rely on, uh, but I don't mind looking at uh, any of the other guys as well. Uh, Tapia, if he ends up batting second. Arenado, Story, Hampson, um, they're all fine by me. Yeah, I, I definitely like the Phillies side more than I like um, the Rockies side of this game, for what it's worth. Um, Seattle at L.A. taking on the Angels. Felix Hernandez against Chris Stratton. Um, any interest here in Felix Hernandez? Uh, no, I don't think I've played him in quite a while, and I don't think I'm going to start against a uh, low-strikeout Angels team. 
It's been a long time since I've played him. I, I don't know if I played him at all last year. I was just, when you said that, it made me think, but um, I'm certainly not playing him here as well. Um, I, I, I could see him having a decent game in this spot, but I don't think he is a guy that makes my builds today. Chris Stratton stinks. Um, <laughs> he, he's just like, we, we saw this with him last year in San Francisco, and he got helped so much by pitching in San Francisco. He's just not a very good pitcher. Low strikeout rates. He struggles against lefties and righties. Ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Like, he's just a guy that, like, I don't expect him to end the season in the majors for what it's worth. I, I just, I think that, I think he's going to get exposed this year when he's not pitching in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm always amazed at how long pitchers are able to stick around for. Um, but if you like walks, giving up, then play Stratton. <laughs> uh let's talk bats here seattle man the bat there's so many good spots for bats today yeah seattle's a team that's definitely going to get overlooked uh playing in this ballpark typically you know we don't love stacking uh teams in this ballpark but nine and a half total uh basically set as a pick em, so i do like both offenses quite a bit uh you can play batters from both sides you know uh, smith gives you some stolen base upside batting leadoff uh, then you have Santana, Vogelbach, uh, Encarnacion, and Bruce, all just with massive ISOs against right-handed pitching. So I think this is one of the more underrated spots of the slate. Yep, uh, certainly going to have some Seattle um, stacks out there today for sure. Um, Angels against Felix Hernandez. I think you can look at like Calhoun, Trout, Boer. Simmons is always in play because he's a shortstop, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to attack the bottom of this order. The bottom of this order is not terrible, but they're not great. And they're not cheap enough. Like, that's that's my biggest issue. Like, you know, outside of La Stella, who's 3400 like, you're paying up for all these other guys. And, like, Boren Calhoun are cheap enough. Um, but Goodwin 4K, I think there's going to be better plays in that range. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Calhoun and Boer with the better side of the matchup. And then uh, Mike Trout. You know, I'm not a huge uh, BVP guy, but 31 for 85 with eight home runs uh, against – Felix Hernandez, and a lot of those were racked up when Felix was a lot better uh, than he is at this point in his career. Good old Felix Hernandez. Um, last game on the slate, we got Cincinnati at San Diego. Tanner Rourke against Chris Paddock. Um, any interest here in Rourke? No, not really. Uh, I typically like to target pitchers in this ballpark. And, you know, in the past few years, I've definitely targeted pitchers against the Padres, but don't think I'll uh, look his way tonight. I would rather just take a chance on Yarbrough if he ends up being the long reliever against the Orioles. Yeah, I don't like, I honestly, I don't think Rourke's the worst answer on this slate. Like, if you look at the rest of these games in the slate, I think every game has over a nine total. Um, maybe Tampa doesn't, but. Like, there's a lot of high totals here, and this is a game that just we expect less runs from. So I don't mind maybe playing Rorick, just kind of hoping he puts up like 12 because <laughs> I think that might be enough for an SP2 on the slate. Um, but Chris Paddock on the other side of this game, I think he's going to be your popular SP1 on this slate. Uh, very talented young pitcher. The only issue that I have with him is pitch count. Um, I think they're going to limit his pitch count um, for a good portion of the first half of the season. That's like the only concern that I have when paying up, but we can't be picky on this slate, right? We're just, you know, kind of paying up. Yeah, pitch count is a small concern. Uh, 79, 89, 88 in his first three starts. But, uh, I mean, he scored 13 fantasy points and at least, uh, or at least 13 in every single start, uh, which is pretty impressive for a rookie pitcher. 
uh, playing at home in a good ballpark. So I certainly don't hate him. Uh, my only concern other than the pitch count would be that the Reds don't strike out a whole lot. Uh, Votto, Winker, Peraza, Barnhart, and Iglesias all with strikeout rates under 15%. Uh, doesn't mean he can't rack up strikeouts, but uh, not the best strikeout matchup you can find. Yeah, it's just one of it's just weird. There's just not a lot of options on the slate. So, like, uh, you know, I can't I can't be too picky. Like, I'm not playing Andrew Kashner, so I got to play somebody up here. And I would I, I think I'd rather have Paddock than Urias and Hernandez and even Rorick. So, yeah. Um, survival much, yeah. of the fittest today. Um, <laughs> He's gonna be fifty percent. I mean, hey, listen, I'm always down for um, you know, playing game theory that. and stacking against the chalk pitcher, but. Um, I, I would do that more of as, as a hedge today than like loading up on a bunch of teams with um Cincinnati. I would just play them. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, like I said, I, I don't mind hedge stacking them. I'll probably build a Cincinnati stack for what it's worth today. Um, you know, even if you're playing like five teams, like I usually do, I, I think that with him being so popular, I think that I'll probably build a hedge stack, even though it's probably just going to be donating money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd yeah, I'd rather play Paddock. Uh, I'm with you on that uh, hedge stack. Maybe not the worst idea, but uh, you know, young pitchers are always volatile, so you never know. But uh, I don't think I'll be playing anyone from the Reds, even if I end up uh, fading Paddock. I just think I don't want to double down on that take. Double down. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, this slate's ugly. This is this is a fun one. Like, uh, hey, hey, Derek, you know, you should be like, hey, Stevie, thanks for inviting me onto this one, buddy. <laughs> Um, any San Diego bats that you want here? Not really. Uh, Rorick's not a guy that I love to play, but I don't really like to target hitters against him either, uh, especially in this ballpark. So not a ton of interest. Uh, remember maybe Fran Mel Reyes, he's been playing pretty well. Uh, he's good against both lefties and righties. So, uh, he's going to be low owned for sure. That's yeah, I, man, I think I actually like Rorick more than I had initially thought. Like, He's better against righties. There's not a lot of lefties in this lineup. Like he, he gets the ground balls against righties. Like he limits the ISO and his slate's so ugly that I think Rourke's okay as an SP2, but Reyes yeah. is definitely the guy that I, I think you could play here. Him and Machado um, would be the two guys that I'd be looking at from um, San Diego. Yeah. And if you uh, play Rourke, you can get some leverage off of Paddock. Or are you just playing both? You're playing both? <laughs> and hope this game scores like three runs. <laughs> oh, man. that's This slate's fun. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. I'm going to eliminate the um, over 8K to score under 15 for, fan, for um, pitchers today because we don't have any options up there. Give me your guy um, under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Uh, it's pretty ugly down here. Uh, I guess I'll go with the guy we just talked about, Tanner Rourke. All right. Um, this is where I kind of wish that six thirty game, like Michael Pineda, or is that the early game? That was the early slate. Never mind. Um, I'm gonna just say Yarbrough. Yeah, that was gonna be my other option. <laughs> I hope this dude is right that he's gonna start. Um, over four thousand hitters wise, give me a guy you like to hit a home run today, and you can't take anybody from course. Uh, can I give you a guy under four thousand? Well, we we have a game for under four K too. 
Fine, fine, fine. Um, I will go with Brandon Lowe against I like it. I like it. I like it. You were going to say Troy. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm going to take I'm going to take Vogelbach to hit a home run today. I like that. Might get a nice, might be a nice little leverage playoff for the cheap first baseman. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Uh, Choi. <laughs> Should have known. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, there was a couple guys that I liked today that were interesting down here that that I had for two hits, and I totally forget who they were. Um. Give me I, I really want to say I'm gonna say Jesus Aguilar. There you go. <laughs> I don't think he's gotten two hits in the game this season, but <laughs> I only has total. like four hits on the season. It, it's coming. The breakout game is coming. Um so we usually do stack to score six or more runs. I, I feel like that one's pretty easy today. Outside of cores, give me a team out of the other four games that you like to score at least six runs today. I mean, you already know my answer. Tampa Bay. There you go. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take. I think the easy answer here is the Dodgers and the Brewers, but give me Seattle. Tell them, Stanton Stratton, Stratton stinks. Um, that's it, man. We got. Do we got golf this weekend? Is there a golf tournament going on? We do. It's the RBC Heritage. Does it matter? Like the Masters was last weekend. Like, is there anybody like even playing in this tournament? Actually, there's a lot of good guys uh, playing. They usually take it off, but with the PGA uh, coming up soon, I think a lot of guys are uh, trying to get ready for it. But basically the exact opposite of Augusta National. Tight, tree line, very short course. So not a lot of uh, bombers in play this week. All right, who wins? I am going to go two Put guys. I'm going to pick two guys. Uh, Jim Furyk, he's been playing much better this year. It's a track that definitely suits him. And then Jordan Spieth. Been playing so bad, uh, but he's not going to have to hit driver here, and I think that's going to help him. And it's going to be really windy, so uh, the short game is going to be emphasized. Uh, I think he can compete, but uh, he could also miss the cut. So don't don't go 100 speed. <laughs> is uh is, is Kucher playing? He is, and he is that's one my of the better option. That's my guy to win right there. That's a good pick. Yeah, I'm I'm learning from the best, but. As always, you can find Derek's uh, PGA stuff here in the RG Premium stuff. Does a great job each and every week. I I really honestly read him and STL and everybody's stuff um, in Premium and Cash almost every week. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you check it out. That's going to wrap it up here for this morning grind for Thursday. Hope everyone has an awesome day. We'll be back tomorrow finishing up the week. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.